0: Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. So glad that you joined us for another um, podcast, whatever you call these things. <clears throat> anyway, we are going through the Bible and we're trying to really, we're not going through the Bible. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Maybe that's what I'll eventually do, but that's going to take a decade or longer, especially at this rate. But which should be a worthwhile project, no doubt. I just don't know how to keep track of it. So, anyway, I digress. We are in Joshua chapter 9. We are trying to encourage one another to be reading God's word. And we're up to a very, very interesting part. So I want to set it up a little bit. In Deuteronomy, uh, God had told them that they were to, the Israelites, were to go into the promised land and destroy everyone. <clears throat> and so that is what they're supposed to do. Now, of course, in Jericho, they did not kill Rahab and her family, so there is an exception to the rule right there. But here we're going to see something else, and I want you to think about things that we do without consulting the Lord that may seem very obvious what needs to be done because of everything on the surface. And we do live on the surface, we live in this dimension, we live in this flesh. And so why wouldn't we do everything by that? But then again, why wouldn't we consult the one that lives in the greater dimension and can see better? Anyway, let's look at this, chapter 9 of Joshua. As soon as all the kings who were beyond the Jordan, in the hill country, and in the lower land, all along the coast of the great sea toward Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites... And the Jebusites heard of this, they gathered together as one to fight against Joshua and Israel. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua had done what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they on their part acted with cunning and went and made ready provisions and took worn out sacks for their donkeys and wineskins worn out and torn torn and mended with worn out patched sandals on their on their feet and worn out clothes and all their provisions were dry and crumbly. And they went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a distance distant country, so now make a covenant with us. But the men of Israel said to the Hivites, perhaps you live among us, then. How can we make a covenant with you? They said to Joshua, we are your servants. And Joshua said to them, who are you? And where do you come from? And they said to him, from a very distant country, your, your servants have come because of the name of the Lord your God. For we have heard a report of him and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan, to Shihon, the king of Hezbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, who lived in Ashtaroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our country said to us, take provisions in your hand for the journey to go to meet them and say to them, we are your servants. Come now, make a covenant with us. Here is our bread it was still it was still warm when we took it from our houses as our food for the journey and on the day that we set out to come to you but now behold it is dry and crumbling these wineskins were new when we filled them and behold they have burst and these garments and sandals of ours were worn are worn out from the very long journey so the men took some of their provisions, but did not ask counsel from the lord and Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live and the leaders of the congregation swore to them all right so we 'll stop there. the uh, covenant has been signed the treaty is secure so what 's going on here and it 's just the the illusion of the world the the cunningness of man to to fool others, right? And we do it all the time. It happens to us when we're buying things, and when we're uh, listening to advice, or getting advice, or doing whatever it might be that we can be, and have been, and are fooled into believing something that is not. true or maybe isn't accurate at all and happens to us in all the technology that we have today. It still happens to us. And I think the biggest thing for any of us who claim to be born-again believers, that we are for Christians, that we are Christ followers, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, that our, our habit, if you will, of not consulting God that going to the lord because we might think oh this is this is not a big deal or we're not in crisis i think crisis causes us more than anything else to fall on our knees and go to the lord here they the israelites that had a victory at ai they just had this big worship service the full reading of the word of god and they're making their plans or getting ready to make their plans for the next battles and the and the rest of the conquering this Land as the other armies prepare themselves for the Israelites, and this one group comes and makes a covenant, and it says and it 's just interesting, even in the way it says um, that they did not consult how does i 'm looking for it here to see where it says this exactly um but did not ask counsel from the Lord. You know, and to think that, well, do we go to to the Lord for counsel? Well, yes, that's probably a good idea. You're talking about some, you might be thinking, well, this isn't life-altering. I'm not getting ready to make a decision that has to do with how many children should we have, or should I marry this person, or should we... uh, uh, become missionaries or get into full time ministry. but what about should you should you spend that kind of money on x? Should you um, you know not uh, not buy something or should you buy something in that house or that move into this neighborhood or join that church or um, even consulting the Lord on I want, to, I want to be close to you. I want to read, the, read your word. What should I read? Right? So I think that often we're in a habit of not going to the Lord for counsel instead of being in the habit of going to the Lord for counsel. And here the children of Israel, and maybe Joshua in particular, are caught not being in the habit of going to the Lord. Oh, great, these guys have come to make a a treaty with us. Oh, we're God's children, let's consult the Lord. This was a pretty big thing, yet they didn't do it. I think we are often exposed when we're not in crisis how we don't go to the Lord, but in crisis we do. So maybe we need to think about what are some ways I need to go to the Lord for counsel when I'm not in crisis, for instance, in creating a bu- my, making my budget, Lord is this a budget that honors you, is this how you want me to spend your money and, and how we deal with our relationships and, and lots of things, right? So I think that's a, a good thing for us to do, and maybe today the big takeaway is, Lord, help us to come to you and even to gain counsel on what we should gain counsel from you on. We are yours. Help us to live in a way that honors and glorifies you. And that's our prayer for today. God bless you all. I'll talk to you soon.